Hey guys, welcome to She's Just Drunk, the podcast that wants to gossip about everything. Always with an emphasis on women who are newsworthy to us. Like women in politics, women in comedy and entertainment, women in literature, because we're smart, women on The Bachelor, because we're dumb, women who have affected us personally. What makes these women so special? Did we nail it? Or will we leave you thinking, she's She's just just drunk. Hello, you cool cats and kittens. This is uh, Carol at Big Cat Rescue. And, and Bright and Jenny with uh, She's Just Drunk. Yeah, I have actually invited Bright and Jenny over to uh, Easy Street <laughs> to uh, meet some of the animals and uh, not show them my dead husband's grave. As if you'd show us any of that anyway, Carol. <laughs> You're so secretive. We don't know anything about you. Just kidding. It wasn't Carol. It was me, Jenny, the whole time. <laughs> Woo! You, did Y'all I got you, tricked. Did I fool you, Bright? Oh, my God. Yeah, you fooled me because I was sitting here thinking, like, you're behind that partition. And for a second, I thought you were about to surprise us with a special guest with Carol. And I was thinking, like, gosh, I wish she was out here so we could both introduce her. But I don't know how possible it is. And then you did it and you came out. Showed yourself. I see you. Big reveal. Raw dog and reveal. Hey. That's a good show. On that is YouTube. a good show. You guys should watch it. It's with our friends Rubber and Grant Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. Oh, and sorry, we forgot to introduce Garrett. Um, Garrett is eating his Chipotle down in the corner. He has been here since quarantine has started. Get me the fuck out of the septic tank. Oh, are you being Don right now? Are you Carol's dead husband? Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I guess you can guess what we're going to talk about today. Um, Tiger Show. Have y'all ever seen Tiger Show? Uh, we call it Tiger Show. Uh, the people on Netflix might call it Tiger King. It is a seven-part episodic documentary about the subculture of people who own big cats in America. Mm-hmm. They own uh, trash zoos is kind of what they are. I would absolutely um, describe them as garbage zoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And zoos are already kind not, of garbage. Yeah, they're already <laughs> kind of garbage generally. Um, I'm not, you know, genuine rescue places. I, that's okay. Like I, I love those like sanctuaries. Those are okay. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, but like these zoos in general, I do not like. And these in particular ones on Tiger King were worse than even regular zoos. Yeah. Really? Because they seem way less regulated. They are. Yeah. They're they're not regulated at all. It looks like. I know. I don't know that they have anybody that comes by. Yeah. Like. I never once in this entire documentary saw anybody checking up, like, hey, we're just here to do inspections to make sure. Yeah, maybe it's like a private. the rules. Maybe like a private property. Private land zoo. Residence type of thing. Whatever, I don't know. Which, I mean, privately owned zoos have been around since the existence of people and animals. They have. That is true. People have kind of collected and kept exotic animals. It's called a menage a trois. It's called a menage a trois. I'm sorry. What is what, it called? What is called? What? Is, hold on. A, someone with a big collection of animals. You're asking, is a large collection of exotic animals called a menage a trois? It's something similar. Is that your full question? A yeah. menagerie? Thank you. Is that the what? Is that ding ding? Is that's what we're looking for? Menagerie. Well, I'm gonna be full disclosure. Just realized what that word was too. <laughs> I w- 
was thank you i was i knew it wasn't menage a trois that's for a fact but i could not <laughs> it kind of it puts you in the mindset of a I menage a trois it does but i couldn't think of the word menagerie mm-hmm. so i had to stall for yeah. a while <laughs> garrett did you know what we were talking about i wasn't listening cool so anyways, um, we're going to start at the beginning because it's a great place to start where we meet uh, we meet this cast of characters. Hopefully you guys have watched this. If you haven't, you've been under a rock. Um, it's what everyone is doing in quarantine right now is watching this documentary and then talking about it on the internet. Well, and also uh, to start at the very beginning, our downstairs neighbors started posting about this, which when they post about a documentary... We usually have to watch it or we'll be lost within our commune and won't know what's going on. Yeah. And so it piqued our interest purely just to at least know what they're talking about. But then also when we watched it, we said, we have to see this Mm -hmm. because it is the best, purest trash I've watched in a long time. And I say that very affectionately because I love watching trash. I love watching garbage people just be garbage. I love just how fucking hillbilly and redneck mm-hmm. they are because we're trash at heart we can't mm-hmm. do anything without some level of like tackiness um even when we look really nice mm-hmm. we're gonna open our mouths and people are gonna figure us out oh easily yeah they're gonna know they're gonna be like why do you you sound like you got marbles in your mouth <laughs> like what <laughs> i do i do <laughs> let me spit them out <laughs> hold on a second um well we got Let's uh, spit them out we, she did. She already was exposed as Carol Baskin earlier. That's one of the main uh, um, protagonist antagonist. I don't know which one's which, honestly. Um, oh yeah, they're both. Everybody in this documentary straight up is villains. Mm-hmm. Nobody Agreed. is innocent. Even the heroes that are pretending to be heroes. Yeah, really I mean, villains. honestly, I guess um, Peta was shown in a good light. The woman who was on representing Peta. Yeah. She, they, you know, she was not. Um, uh, a hillbilly and wasn't a hypocrite mm-hmm. or a murderer. Um, as far as we know. As far as we know. So, okay, so we start off uh, with Joe Exotic. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, man, here's this, like, gay, weird country guy. And he owns a bunch of tigers. That's, yeah. okay, why? And he's got one of those two-tone mullets under its black and the top's blonde. Now, I'll tell you a little something. Uh, I had a kid, this is not a HIPAA violation because I won't be naming any names or anything, but, you know, I worked in psychiatric, worked in a residential treatment center. She had, not a mullet, but the top half of her hair was bleach blonde and the underneath was black. Okay. And it was like, for whatever reason, that was a thing. I remember when that was a thing. But uh, I feel like it was a thing for her way after it was an actual thing. And uh, the, his hair really, really reminded me of her. But we used to talk about it all the time at work. And it was like, what in the absolute hell is this choice? So it reminded you of that? Is that yes, what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Sufficeth to say it reminded me of that. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, so we're meeting Joe. And um, my initial reaction to all of this new information, episode one, was like, so there's, I mean, I know that there is a kink for everything. Mm-hmm. I know that there are freaks waving their flag in every color. And okay? God bless them. And God bless them. But I just, I was really kind of taken aback at this culture of people 
who are obsessed with big cats and almost to a point to where it, it is a fetish. Yeah, I was going to say it, it gave a very, um, it sexualized it by. Yeah, and how they use these cats to get laid mm-hmm. all the time or how like, um, you know, to get women and to get popularity. Uh, it makes them feel like a big shot mm-hmm. when they own a tiger. Mm-hmm. I, I've never experienced that. So it was kind of hard for me to kind of understand what is it? Is it, I guess it's a just a different form of power. Well, and I'll say it, it brings you to a, a, well, me, to a mindset of don't knock it till you try it. But <laughs> it's also that I go, really, y'all? I mean, it just made me, it made them seem very, in most other aspects of their life, seem very insecure about themselves. Oh, 100%. Their power and ability to be this or that. And without it, it's yeah. as if it was their They'd entire identity. Yeah. You know? That without ha- without owning a, a wild animals, they who would they even be? Mm-hmm. Garrett, um, do you find yourself ever being turned on by um, wild cats? No. Can, can you? Very cute answer. Can you speak up? Um, I could. I'm sure they can hear him. Um, no, we got I've it. Never been turned on by big cats. I've never even wanted to touch a big cat. Me I've, either. I've never seen the appeal of being in a cage with one. Maybe no. if I was put into in one, like against my will, and I like felt that adrenaline, maybe that'd be different. But it's the same as like deer hunting. Like I've never wanted to go out and shoot a deer and like mm-hmm. experience that either. Mm-hmm. But I know kids whenever. There was, like, a video of a little girl who, like, shot her first deer, and she had so much, like, panic and, like, mm-hmm. like, like shaking because of the adrenaline, and she was having a good, like, I don't know, endorphins, I guess, were, like, rushing through her. Okay. And she wanted to do it again. Oh. Even though she was, like, seven or eight. So it's kind of, you get addicted to it. I think so. I yeah. Think it's that, that, like, fear of, like, you know, holding a gun as a child or, like, killing something or being in, like, a big fucking cage with animals that could literally maul you to death is like exhilarating well you know it leads me back to um the uh, last episode of ozark where um season two season two uh wendy was saying um she just she is enjoying so much more holding the gun uh, besides being chased by the gun and I thought, hmm, it kind of, to me, relates a little bit to this because mm-hmm. it's almost like at first, before you do it, you have all these fears of what's going to happen. And then when you, which it's a false sense of control anyway, and that's with guns too. Because, I mean, anything dangerous can happen whether you're holding it or whether it's being pointed at you. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the big cat cage. And it's like a gun. Ra- yeah, and you raise these little baby cubs all the way up to maturity, mm-hmm. it's it's a false sense of thinking, oh, I raised, I've known these cubs, these uh, big cats or yeah. tigers or ligers or lions or whatever mm-hmm. since they were born. I, I was there when they were born. That doesn't mean they're not going to turn on you and, and instinctual stuff won't take place. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. Maybe it's that they, like that little girl with the deer. Yeah. At first, it's so nerve-wracking because it's unknown and she doesn't know how to experience it. But once she does, she sees what she likes out of it. And it's so culturally ingrained with the hunting culture. Because, yeah. like, we grew up in the South, and, like, I wasn't raised up that way, but my aunt and uncle raised my cousins that way. Yeah. 
and I, they did. Me and my brother did get a hunting license yeah, one year. <laughs> we did not continue with it, and we did not do anything else. But right. we were, you know, they wanted us to because we were little. So anyway, it just made me think of kind of like what she said that time. I thought, oh yeah, it it's a transition. It changes over. You think you have power yeah. mm-hmm. when you really don't, and that yeah. lady got her arm cut off. Oh no, spoilers or bit off. Rather. Yeah, well, I was going to say, and the parts where it turns on you, as we saw early on in this documentary, that one of the zookeepers who works at Joe's Zoo lost her arm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and that was, work, and then she went back to work, like, 11 days post-op. Like, that's fucking crazy. I think it's that addiction to, like, danger. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Because it's like, have either of you ever jumped out of a plane? No. Ever wanted to? Yes, I yes, do. I've I do want to experience it. skydiving. Yeah, I've never wanted to, but I think it's that kind of thing because when people start doing that, they can't stop. They can't they stop. They become the addicted time. to it. Yeah, and I think it's that same thing. It's like that fear of like, da- or like that addiction to danger. Because yeah. I mean, like Joe has like, no spoilers, but meth problems. Yeah. Fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, his 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 card is full. You know, you got to check off meth. Yeah. You got to check off guns. You got to check, check off. off huge cat. Huge cats. <laughs> he 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 checks them all off. All of the all the people he works for or, or works hires are all like uh, criminals. Yeah, yeah, they're felons, felons. or ex cons in some way. Yeah, which um, I mean, that's not to say all felons and all ex cons are dangerous, right. but I mean, a lot do enter into a lot of dangerous activities very frequently. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. 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 So. You know, we meet Joe, and he's got a lot of problems with a lady named Carol Baskin, as he likes to let mm. everyone know. Um, and at first, Carol Baskin is presented as um, an animal rights person. Yeah. Who's doing some kind of good work it's in the world. It's as if her zoo mm-hmm. is a rescue. Yeah. Um, like a, a sanctuary. But it, when you see it, 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 looks... it does not look like that at all it doesn't look any different than joe's or that other guy the doctor yeah whatever his name is yeah doc angel um yeah but yeah so at first she and she's always attacking joe because he's a breeder he's a breeder honestly doc annals probably looks the best his looks the nicest yeah Yeah, he has the nicest zoo it um looks like i don't know it looks like more free for the animals like area wise and space wise but it's still not any better but um and you're like, okay, well, Carol doesn't breed them, so I guess there's that. Mm-hmm. But then you learn about all of but Carol's she used to. back history where she was breeding and buying and selling these big cats with her ex-husband. Or mm-hmm. I shouldn't say ex-husband. Uh, deceased husband. Uh, yeah, missing deceased husband. Yeah. Guess, yeah. And um, and you're like, oh, I see what Joe's talking about. You can kind of really understand Joe's frustration that this woman who keeps attacking him was doing all the same stuff he was. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, I mean, people can change, and they can change their behavior, but it's it's more humbling if you say, look, I used to be you. Mm-hmm. I used to do this exact thing. Mm-hmm. This is what I used my zoo for initially. Mm-hmm. I used, or not zoo, I guess, whatever, rescue. It's same thing. It's but a zoo. It's yeah. a zoo, but she calls it Big Cat Rescue. But um, she's like, but now I'm wanting to use it to be able to help aging tigers and aging mm-hmm. big cats. Mm-hmm. To have a place to uh, die, mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's noble in theory, yeah. But she's really not doing it. But what we find out about Carol is she has this entire following of volunteers mm-hmm. that all work for her for free, 
They are color-coded in different t-shirts. Mm-hmm. She has different levels for these volunteers, and they, they work up for years with no money working for her, trying to get to the top color tier of these volunteers. Right. And then the difference is Joe's are all people that literally have no other choice. Yeah, they're all, um, it looks like... Uh, they're in a situation where they cannot, they're, they're either, but he pays them yeah. like $100 a week. Yeah. Which is nothing. No, that was what Doc Angel was paying his girls. I don't know how much Joe was paying. It was, yeah, it was, it was around the same. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But with the difference, too, is that with Doc Angel's girls, it's all very cult looking like. It's all yeah, very cult Doc's mentality. Yeah, super cult. So, yeah, then we are introduced to this third character who owns his zoo. His name is Doc Antle. He's way more sophisticated, way more smart, um, knows how to argue his way out of stuff mm-hmm. a lot easier probably, has a nicer zoo to He's present He's a way to better public. gaslighter is, a lot exactly, of Exactly. And, um, and he has this um, gaggle of women who work for him who are all his wives mm-hmm. and who he houses on the property. Um and they are basically his slaves. Well, I don't know that they're his wives. People, I think they were saying that. I think they're not. I don't think they're married. I think it was like girlfriends. Well, probably not legally married. Mm-hmm. He, they all, like, they would call him his wives that, that didn't know any better. But he would always just say that his girlfriends. Okay. He He's the one who did not say wives. Everybody else did. Well. Either way. Either way, he's I'm a polygamist. Just, yes. Which, you know, I mean, people have their opinions about. Yeah. I don't really care one way or another about that part. It's just a matter of, like, he, the thing is, is he would recruit these girls, like, when they're, like, 17. Yeah. Very young. And, and brainwash them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, may, and, like, a lot of. Them call him the Lord, but, like, in a different language. Yeah. yeah it's bag of something. Bag of chips. Yeah. Bag of chips. Bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Um, bag of chips. Which, cool. yeah, means Lord or whatever. He argued <laughs> that it meant praise to the Lord or whatever, but they yeah. were like, no, it Oh, he, yeah, he said it was like a friend of God. A friend of God, That's but they were like, said. no, it literally translates into God. Yeah. He knows what he's having people call yes. him. Um, so, yeah, so. And they even went as far to say that he would like, he preferred the girls to be virgins and would like mm-hmm. be, be their first, you know, lover he wanted, or whatever. Yeah. And then make it out like he was the only one they needed or something. It's like a lot of manipulation power trip type stuff, which I mean, who knows? Some things could be exaggerated, and some can, things may not have even been exposed as far as they really were. It could be really worse than what they I even interpret. I think it's interpret- probably really I, worse. Yeah, I think it's probably worse than what it's being interpreted as. But, you know, I, I like to play devil's advocate with stuff yeah. sometimes. Um, so, you know, we go through the plot and find out that, um, I should say the plot. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all fucking real. It seems very fictionalized. Yeah. Um, that Joe has gotten so fed up with Carol that he has tried to hire people to murder her. Yeah. And stupidly talked to it, talked about this plan with people who were going to later expose him and even set him up to make it look further than it was. Well, cause I mean, he's, you know, gotten this huge power complex and addiction mm-hmm. to where it's like, I think he thinks he's invincible and he doesn't think you know, he thinks he's better than all these other people that are in there and that they're never going to say anything because they can't because they got their own problems. And it's like, honey, 
that's not how that works. Like, they'll cop a deal, too. If they want you more than them, mm-hmm. they'll take you. Nobody's loyal to each other in this uh, no. subculture of big cat enthusiasts. Mm-mm. Oh, but I w- what I just remembered is Joe's also a polygamist. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it seems to be a trend. And he s- actually did get married. <laughs> yeah. Well... I think he was... He printed a certificate. He printed a certificate that said marriage certificate. Right. But I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's not taking anything away from legalized. Yeah. Uh, One of them, he was legal. I think he was legally married to Travis. But John, they just put him on the paper later. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Which that's shitty because John was there before. Yeah. And he called him his husband. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they all, yeah, they all call each other husbands. Mm -hmm. But so, like, Joe finds these boys right out of high school Mm -hmm. and then entices them with, like, don't you want to live in a fucking zoo? Well, the thing is, is I think they were both already addicted to meth, each of them, when they were, like, 19. And Mm -hmm. so he, you know, was able to provide that for them, and it seemed really appealing. Yeah. And, you know, later on they were talking about how, you know, they're not they're not gay. They're like, I'm not really gay. I don't want to be with a man. Mm-hmm. But, you know. He buys me things. Yeah. He it, gives me a place to live and he gives me drugs. Yeah. Which, I don't know, man. It's 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 interesting. Um, One of the storylines is that one of his husbands, Travis, accidentally kills himself. Yeah. What did what was your reaction during that part? Well, the guy, his, <sighs> Joe's campaign manager, which is a whole other part of yeah. this, of his campaign for U.S. presidency, and then his governor. state governor of uh, Oklahoma. Go- what is, what, gubernatorial or go- Yeah, uh, uh, gubernor, goop, goop, goop. Goop, by Gwyneth Paltrow. Goop, by Gwyneth Paltrow. Gubernatorial. Gubernatorial, I think, is maybe, any, anyway, it's a funny word. Mm-hmm. Um, but his campaign manager was in the office and was, like, the Travis, who sh- ended up shooting himself in the head, was off camera. And so it was, like, when he was talking about it, I thought, what is going on? It's like I couldn't. You knew it was leading up to something. It was leading up to something, but I wasn't sure at first. And then whenever his facial expressions after the shot went off, I thought, that's exactly what I would look like. Mm-hmm. If that happened in front of me, it would be like. I wouldn't move, and I would probably have my hands on my face and mm-hmm. like just looking like, did that really even happen? Because yeah. I've never, I've never once in my life witnessed anyone being killed or dying. killing or dying yeah. in front of me or killing themselves. Yeah, I haven't witnessed that before. I understand it in theory, but I don't. I wouldn't dare give you know any disrespect or dishonor yeah. to those who have. So, so we're seeing in real time this man watch Travis blow his own head off, mm-hmm. which is. An insane thing to see. Yeah. Uh, from our perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Seeing this man sing it in real time. Right. You don't see Travis actually sh- with the gun no. or anything. You don't see him shoot himself. You just see the guy reacting to it. Yeah. So. Um, Which, and that was so sad because then Joe had a funeral for him. Mm-hmm. And then just completely took over his funeral and made it the Joe show. Yeah, he was sure singing. Did. Oh, because Joe is also a country music star. Oh, <laughs> my God. I forgot. <laughs> The music videos are some of the best parts of the documentary. Uh, if I had a full compact disc of every bit or DVD of the videos, I would love. I wish we had that. I'd watch it all the time. I'm so tired. 
Yeah, there, there's some hits on there's some bops on there. Um, he I made a remixes. music video with a Carol Baskin uh, oh, lookalike. Yeah, uh, feeding her dead husband to tigers because Carol Carol Baskin's uh, deceased husband. Uh, it's theorized that she killed him because he went missing, and there was a lot of suspicious activity. She, you know, definitely finagled the wills and all the money mm-hmm. to be left to her and none of his family. Um. Yeah, because he was like a multimillionaire or something, and uh, I think she kind of he was ripe for the picking to a degree, and I think she ended up learning a lot about the law. And do you think she did it? Um, I think it's plausible that she did. Uh, I honestly, honestly, I kind of feel like maybe she did not personally kill him. But I think she may have done a, a murder, murder for, for hire. hire. Mm. But did it, like, better. Yeah. I <laughs> got away with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, she just was a little bit, you know, well, I, slicker with it I Joe. still think about when, you know, that guy who worked for them was talking about, you know, and I don't know if this conversation was real or not, but if it was, that Carol's husband, Don, was having a conversation with one of his employees. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he mentioned, if I if I pull this off, it'll be the slickest thing I've ever done. And then they got interrupted, and he walked off, or mm-hmm. he had a phone call or something. And it just seems like that is exactly what someone would say if they were faking their own death. Yeah. But what would he gain out of doing that, you know? And Getting if- away from Carol, because he, he, he hated her now. Mm. But if he does it and then, you know, all of his money's gone, what did it, maybe he maybe he hid some money. Yeah, because he was known for burying money and hiding That's money. That's true. That's true. And he was going to try and fly to Costa Rica. Mm. Yeah, but they're saying he flew on them little bitty planes and, and they the, wouldn't And get he would have known. Mhm. He would have known unless he had some checkpoints along the way. Where he switched planes, where he had arranged for a new plane yeah. full of gas. I'm gonna tell you, I for somebody f- to fill them up. I wouldn't put it past Don, and I honestly would be disappointed if he didn't do that because he's a, think, he was a smart guy. I think there's a 50 percent chance he actually faked his own death. I, I feel it's a very and s- left a smear on Carol. That is a uh, I think that's a sound theory because he really started to hate her. He had a restraining order against her. Mm. Um, that he would have actually liked the idea that for the rest of her life, everybody thought she killed him. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm like, how, how in all these years, though, has he not done one thing that has made, it just puts me back to um, another good cat documentary, and it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and the young man that was so fame hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he uh, became a serial killer. Um, didn't he? Was he a serial killer? Or yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He killed more he than killed one person. Him. Yeah, he did. That's Wait, also a great documentary. He killed more than two people because that's what is considered. Oh, then I don't know. Yeah. Maybe who did he? He killed that that young man that he he killed the young Asian man. Yeah. Who he uh, tricked into a, like a hookup. Yes. And then who else did he kill? A bunch of cats. <laughs> that's right. He did. Uh, so he killed a lot of animals, and then he killed a person. But I don't recall if maybe he, killed... he just killed one person. I, I feel can't like really maybe remember. so. Well, either way, he was a murderer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, only ta- <laughs> it only it only takes one. It guys. only takes one to be a murderer. D- just a, a disclaimer. 
So if you killed one person, guys yeah. out there, anybody listening, you're a murderer. Yeah. Um, what was your point? My point was <laughs> that <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> I got lost. Hey, also, another good that. cat documentary is oh, Catwalk. Catwalk. Guys, really, honestly, it's my Those favorite. Three. Catwalk is really good. I love Catwalk. Catwalk is about the uh, the culture of people who do cat shows, like dog mm-hmm. shows, but with their house cats. It's so good, guys. Honestly, it it's is. one of my favorite documentaries. I was so enthralled in it when we first watched it. I would watch it again now. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, the people in it, the characters yeah. are so good. And it's re- it's like a real people thing. It's not like a, a parody or like a, no. a farce. It type could of... be a Christopher Guest movie, but oh, it's not. It certainly could. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Tiger King. What did I say? I was like, this is the plot that Christopher Guest was never genius enough to think of. And that's saying something because he is genius. Yes, but this is so much bigger. It's just it's too real life. I feel like if it was a movie, people would be like, that was too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if somebody wrote this script, they it would be so far fetched and unbelievable that people would riot against it. Well, yeah, there is a TV series that has already been marked in November before this came out, um, called Joe Exotic, and it's oh. based on the podcast where it's like a, mostly about Carol Baskins. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and Kate McKinnon is playing Carol Baskins. Oh, they're really doing it. Yeah, it's been up in like in development. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and so they've got this documentary out creating some buzz. That's <laughs> some city uh, Los Angeles talk for you. Um, but I think if I could cast the show, who mm-hmm. I think should play Carol Baskins, okay. yeah. honestly, okay, then her whole career is led up to this moment. Okay. Lisa Kudrow. <gasps> oh, good Oh, pick. my God. Yes. That's an amazing pick. Lisa, honey, if you're listening. Please. Please. Lobby to get that part. Please play Carol Baskin. I I, mean, her freakouts would be amazing. Yeah. Just her freaking out, just like talking about Joe trying to kill her. I'm more excited about this (laughs) non-possibility. Oh, no. Ugh. Okay, so Kate I McKinnon. I thought you were going to say Catherine O'Hara. Kate McKinnon is oh, playing? Because she can play anyone. Kate McKinnon is playing her, yeah. Is already, um, like, attached to the project. It's the TV series. Yeah. But if there's ever, like, a movie or anything. Oh, I need Carol Baskin, the movie starring Lisa Kudrow. Immediately. Let's put it in production right now, whether yeah. it get halted or not. Hey, speaking um, of production, mm. we just put out a little movie. Oh, we sure did, guys. And if you haven't seen it, it is on every platform. It is on Facebook. It is, is it on... on YouTube yet? No. No? Okay. It is not on every um, platform. It's it on a couple. It was supposed to be on YouTube yesterday, and it had the the uh, um, import, export, It's upload. on IGTV. has been halted. So It'll either... Be out this comes out. Yeah. Okay. So... Oh, it... good. Yeah. <laughs> so... Okay. Then it is on YouTube, <laughs> technically, because by the time this, you hear this, it will be. Anyways, uh, we did uh, some quarantine art, and uh, Garrett came up with the idea for us to do a parody of the trailer of The Act, another great series you should be binge-watching right now. Um, got a news notification. I don't know what it said. It went away too fast. Right, that's what that ding was, guys. Don't worry. Anywho, so please check it out. Um, We've gotten a lot of good, um, feedback. good feedback on it. A lot of people seem to really like it and think it's very funny. Garrett portrayed Gypsy Rose Blanchard. 
Bright portrayed the character played by Chloe Sevigny, plus mm-hmm. um, the boyfriend Derek, mm-hmm. who. Um, Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> His name was Nick. Nick. So, it, yeah. it was. Why'd you write Derek? Because I couldn't remember it. I've been posting Derek all this time. like Looking like a fool. Looking like an idiot. They're like, who the fuck is Derek? Wait, <laughs> did you write Derek on anything? Yeah. Yeah, she did. Okay, word. Okay, and then I got the honor and privilege of playing one of my personal heroes, uh, Dee Dee, mm-hmm. uh, Gypsy's mother. Um. It's very funny, and I highly suggest you go watch it now on any of our Instagrams. It's some of our better performances in general. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we will continue the trend and maybe make more of these. But uh, just get out there, fans, and see what you think. See if you like it or not. Um, but anyway, though, so back on another parody, uh, Tiger Show. <laughs> <laughs> parody o life. Okay, I have um three crazy facts. I just found about okay. this. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, so the first one is, after Don Lewis vanished, but before Carol married Howard, mm-hmm. she dated a guy named Jay Bacall. Hmm. In 2002, Jay filed a restraining order against Carol, which includes some bizarre and suspicious-sounding details regarding Don's disappearance. Why did they leave this out of the documentary? Oh, they didn't have time. How are they going to throw that in there? This came out I mean, it's time. one more minute of facts also, for the I, people. Also, who knows, maybe they didn't want... It to seem, they wanted to keep it like up in the it, air whether or not Carol did it. I was going to say okay. it probably would have given too much away too soon. Mm-hmm. Or it would have made them seem biased. Yes. Yeah. So what do, do you have the details of this restraining order? Um, I don't have, I mean, I would have to pick it up. Like, I hope to God it says something like, really love for me to put my hands in the tiger's mouths. Um, constantly was rubbing cologne on me mm. so that they would rip my shoes off of my body. And fish oil. Sardine so oil. Sardine oil. As she suggested what right. you yeah. should put she on said, someone. Oh, if you, if you really want, if you really want a big cat to be, you know, all over you, you put sardine oil on you, not perfume. They're just going to smell it and rub their face all over. What did she say it was? She said, if you, if you want a tiger to eat you up. No, I'm saying she, whenever it was the perfume part, she just was like, I mean, that's just going to make them, you know, want to cuddle all over it or mm-hmm. like. Yeah, she said something, something like, like that. that. Well, um, Carol seems to know a lot about what it takes for <laughs> yeah. a tiger to attack you. Yeah, she does seem to be. She, very, I don't know. She was very a frustrating person because she's such a faker. She's such a, um, I don't know. I'm not saying she killed her husband because I don't know that. But I do think that um, she has done nothing to actually help wildlife conservation. Well, and you know, she has uh, has had a lot of trauma in her life as well. You know, as a child mm-hmm. and yeah, growing Wait. up. Here's the. Uh, oh yeah, what are the other facts you have, Garrett? No, this is the uh, the um the restraint. This is the restraining order. Oh, you have stuff. this restraining order. So he right, said, "Listen up." Um, this was on ten sixteen o two, on the on the phone and at home. The respondent told me she will kick me my ass out of there. Whatever it takes. I honestly fear that I am in danger of death or serious bodily injury because her prior husband is missing and presumed dead. Mm-hmm. One day she said to me when I asked her what happens happened to your husband, what happens if your husband shows up now, her response was, dead body can't, cannot talk. Huh. Her former husband's daughter told me she... Uh, she could be dangerous 
and watch my back. Respondent carries two guns, loaded always. One in her truck, one in her residence. She said she was a suspect in her husband's disappearance recently, three to four days ago. She told me human bones were found near Lazy Days uh, RV Center. She said she hopes it's not her uh, on her property or she will be in deep shit. All right, so she's being very threatening to this young man. Yes, who was her boyfriend. Okay. Mm. And then here's another fact. Okay. Um, this is about Rick Kirkman, who was the producer. Oh, yes. Uh-huh, the right. producer guy who looked like Craig O'Neill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Before meeting Joe, he made his own documentary about himself and his addiction to crack cocaine. Oh, man, that checks out. And I was then, wondering about that face, girl. And then the yeah. second one, after, his, after the zoo fire... Rick moved to Dallas. Then his house mysteriously burned down, almost no. killing him. No. Rick to... Herman's dead? No, almost killing him. Oh, okay. He fled <laughs> to Norway, where now he lives. He, he lives in Norway now. Yeah. He fled to Norway? Yes. So who knows what that's about? Wow. Okay, well, here's another one. For a long time, Joe told everyone he was dying of prostate and bone marrow cancer. I can, that, I'm oh, sure he did. I... He raised a lot of money on his Facebook page. From his Facebook mm-hmm. fans for his expenses. He showed me this horrifying photo as proof, which is this one. Oh, my God. I later learned he had just had an infected prostate, dehydration, and a bad outbreak of herpes. Ooh. That's a whole gaggle of stuff. Woo! Look at that picture, though. That's oh, disgusting. Yeah, this picture, you guys, is um, what Joe put on his Facebook to raise money, and uh, his lips and nose look like... Ugh. Like it has lesions all over them or Ugh. something. That's Anywho. what it's look, it looks like. That's disgusting. Um, well, goodness. There's the well, facts. Thank you for those extra facts. Those those are interesting. Kind of changes a little bit of what I think, too. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, guys, um, husband number one, John, he got new... Joe's husband number one. Yeah, Joe's husband number one. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> There's many spouses in that's, this documentary. That's true. That's true. <laughs> He got new teeth, guys. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did you see that, Garrett? Uh-huh. He got new teeth. Good but he also him. has um, some some opinions and uh, adverse opinions about Man, the Man, I did think it was interesting that the producers made him film with his shirt off to make him look more white trash. That's a... You read that? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, he didn't need any more help looking no. more white trash. No, he did not. But I just think that that's funny. That is very interesting because it's like, God, honey, John, say no every once in a while to some shit. Oh, my shit. God. My favorite part of the whole documentary is John's reaction to the producer telling him that the guy who owned the strip clubs was working for the feds. Oh, and he go, yeah. And he goes, what? That's news to, to me. me. <laughs> it's like everybody else knows this, and John's sitting there looking like an idiot. But wow. I think they probably did that, too, to make him look stupid. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it's all in the editing, guys. All right. Well, I think you guys should watch it. Yeah, everyone's saying watch Tiger King, and they I, are correct. Yeah. If you aren't watching it, you're out of the loop, guys. We're trying to give you a little bit of information to get you in the loop enough if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it. But we pale in comparison. Yeah, if you were on the fence, I hope we pushed you over the fence. Yeah. We pale in comparison information-wise and what we're going to give you here as far as watching the actual show because it you will be mesmerized. Yeah, it is mesmerized me. I I want to watch it again. It's I put it on the other night just to have it in the background because mm-hmm. now it's comforting me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else do we have to say? 
go watch it. You probably probably already have watched it. Please, after we share this um, podcast, comment and uh, tell us what your favorite parts were of the yeah. documentary. We want to know what your thoughts were. Um, were you aware of this subculture of big cat enthusiasts who seem to get hard-ons for tigers? Yeah, I wasn't as aware of that existing, but more so now I do. I, I guess I knew that it existed, but I didn't. The numbers are what was yeah. staggering, honestly, of yeah. how many are bred. Yes. But also learning more about uh, the wet markets in China and how many um, animals, the wildlife mm-hmm. and the exotic animals that are bred, because including tigers. Yeah. Um, but my gosh, it's that like started the spread of coronavirus. And yeah. how many are in the world that are in captivity or that are in some level of kind, some kind of butchering or mm-hmm. whatever meat market um, versus how many are actually in the wild is yeah. staggering because there's only like 4,000 in the wild. Yeah. That, and that's why they're considered and that's endangered. a low number. Yeah. Compared. It's very low. I don't remember the number of how many are uh, um, in the United States. Uh, in these types it was of zoos, like, but it said that between ten and fifteen thousand. Oh right, yeah, it was something to that effect. Yeah, tigers are being are in America right in captivity, now in yeah. captivity, but there are only four thousand tigers out in the wild. Right, and then to add on to that, how many are in these meat markets as well? Mm-hmm. It's like it that's it's insane. And then to be an endangered species with that many. Of your species, but only 4,000 of you in, like, natural habitat. It's like, okay. It's fucking insane. It's just, it's sad. It's so sad. Yeah. All right. Um, well, um, tell us what you guys think. Uh, we're going to record another mini episode, too. So we're going to put that out this week. Yeah. We're going to keep you entertained. And, all right, we're going to sign off. So thanks for listening to She's Just Drunk with Jenny and Bright. And guest speaker. Garrett. And who came with the facts today. Thank guess, you, Garrett. Guest speaker Always from with the facts. distant guest speaker from the corner, yeah. Garrett Lee. Thank you again. Bye-bye. This was Bright and Jenny. As always, thank you for listening to She's Just Drunk. Remember to follow us on Instagram to see when new episodes post at She's Just Drunk.podcast. Please like, subscribe, comment, and leave us a review on whichever streaming service you're listening with. Goodbye for now. We love you and we'll miss you till the next time.